the mighty Jesus Christ. God is in the house through his word and by his spirit. Viewers all over the world, we welcome you to another live service here on Emmanuel TV at the Synagogue Church of All Nations. We wish you all Merry Christmas and a prosperous and happy new year in advance from our Father in the Lord, Prophet TB Joshua and the Synagogue Church of All Nations family. God bless you as you stay tuned to today's service in Jesus' name. You may have your seats. My name is Edward. I'm originally from the United Kingdom and it's my privilege to be an evangelist in training under my great mentor and our father in the Lord, Prophet T.B. Joshua. May God continue to uphold him, to strengthen him and to bless him for his patience, his love and his care in my life. In Jesus' name. Can I hear someone say, Emmanuel? Emmanuel, God is with us. That is why we are here today. We are here today because God loved us so much that He gave His only Son for us. That today, Emmanuel, He can be with us. God gave us His Son. He planted His best seed into the earth so that His peace and His presence might abide with man forever. We are here today because of Christ. Can I hear you say, because of Christ? Because of Christ. Because of Christ. You are where you are. You are what you are. And you are who you are today. Of Christ's birth, three things were promised to us, which became the basis of our eternal hope. Firstly, we were promised a great light for direction and for comfort to the people of God. A light which would dispel all shades of darkness in our lives. We were promised a glorious liberty and enlargement with good reason. And we were promised a glorious increase and complete joy arising from the birth of our Savior. Even though love was born at Christmas, goodness was born at Christmas, faithfulness, kindness, true joy, contentment, all the fruit of the Holy Spirit were born at Christmas. The question is, does everyone today who claims to be a follower of Jesus Christ enjoy the fruit in their lives? Does everyone who claims they follow Jesus Christ, enjoy that great light that dispels all shades of darkness in their life? Does everyone enjoy that glorious liberty? Has everyone got that glorious enlargement? Does everyone have that great joy that comes from knowing Jesus? The kind of love, the kind of joy that nothing can destroy? This is the question we need to ask ourselves as we prepare to celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Has his love been born in your heart? Has his joy been born in your heart? Has his compassion been born in your heart? To accept Jesus Christ to be saved means to be content. Because salvation is contentment. A contented life, therefore, is a product of a contented heart. 
But if you find those old earmarks of dissatisfaction, of frustration, of disappointment still much around you, you need to look into your love walk. Tell your neighbor, look into your love walk. Look into your love walk. Neighbor, if you cannot see the contentment that Jesus promised you, you need to look into your love walk. And that will be the title of today's message, Look Into Your Love Walk. Turn with me to the, to the book of 1 John chapter 4, which will be our proof text. The title of today's message once again, Look Into Your Love Walk. 1 John chapter 4. And we start from verse 9. Are you with me? Because of this, the love of God is a reality among us. God sent His only Son into the world so that we could find true life through Him. This is the embodiment of true love. Not that we have loved God first, but that He loved us and sent His unique Son on a special mission to become an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So, my loved ones, if God loved us so sacrificially, surely we should love one another. No one has ever seen God with human eyes, but if we love one another, God truly lives in us. Consequently, God's love has accomplished its mission among us. Then let us turn to verse 16. 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. We have experienced and we have entrusted our lives to the love of God in us. God is love. Anyone who lives in God also, anyone who lives in love also lives in God and God lives in him. Hallelujah. God is love. Therefore look into your love walk. With the increasing rate of poverty... Broken homes, crises all over the world. The church cannot afford to sit on the fence. Jesus Christ did not come for you to start making excuses about how you are not well placed to do the will of God. He did not come so you could complain about how bad things are, how bad your society is, how bad your country is, the situation economically, morally, or otherwise. He came to show you His love. He came to show you the light of God's Word and He expects you to follow the light of love. Look into your love walk. When you do not seem to hear from God, when you do not seem to receive from God, or when you face circumstances which are beyond your expectation in Christ, the first place you are to look is your love walk. Say, My love walk. My love walk. Yes. The main thing about Christianity is not what we do for God. 
but the relationship we maintain with him and the atmosphere produced by that relationship. The main thing about Christianity is not what we do for God. People are ready to boast. I do this for God. I fast. I pray. I render this service. I do this and that. The main thing about Christianity is not what you do for God, but how you do it. How you maintain that relationship with Him and the atmosphere produced by that relationship. That means if you genuinely have a relationship with God, it can and it should have a great impact on every area of your life and the lives of people around you. A good man desires not only to be happy himself, but that the people around him would be equally happy through him. How many people are happy because of you? Look into your love walk. And there's something I want to bring to your attention. There's a little test going on, which you may or may not be aware of. Let's go to the book of Luke chapter 16. We're going to go from verse 10 to 11 to hear more about the test that God Almighty is preparing for us as we enter the Christmas period and the new year. Luke chapter 16 from verse 10. Or let us start from verse 9. Luke chapter 16 from verse 9. Learn some lessons from this crooked but clever asset manager. Realize that the purpose of money is to strengthen friendships, to provide opportunities for being generous and kind. Eventually, money will be useless to you. But if you use it generously to serve others, you will be welcomed joyfully into your eternal destination. Verse 10. If you are faithful in small-scale matters, you will be faithful with far bigger responsibilities. If you are crooked in small responsibilities, you will be no different in bigger things. If you can't even handle a small thing like money, who is going to entrust you with spiritual riches that really matter? If you don't manage well someone else's assets that are entrusted to you, who's going to give over to you important spiritual and personal relationships to manage? Brethren, look into your love walk. God is busy testing you with small things. Faith is manifested in the small things of daily life. We believe we only need God in the big things. When I'm sick, I need God to heal me. When I'm poor, I need God to bless me. When my marriage is collapsing, I need God to bring unity. But how many of us realize we needed God to sit on our seat this morning? How many of us realize we needed God to be wherever you are watching Emmanuel TV over the world today. God is busy testing you in the little things of life. God is concerned about the little things of life because He knows if you are faithful in the little, He can trust you with bigger ones. God has so many big things coming to you in this coming year. 
Give him a chance to prove it by looking into your love walk. Tell your neighbor, my neighbor, God has a beautiful plan for me in this coming year. Give him a chance to prove it by looking into your love walk. If you are able to take care of little things, this will determine if God can promote you to big things. If you are not able to appreciate God in the little He has already given you, how will you be able to appreciate Him when big things come your way? If now, where you are nobody, you time for the things of God. When you become a managing director, where will you find such time? Great things are coming to you. You need to start preparing. Prepare by looking into your love walk. But some would say, I'm a good giver already. I'm someone that gives freely. I grant scholarships. I do charity. I've been listening to what the prophet has been saying. I do these things right. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 6 to 8 says, If anyone gives, let them not give with a grudging heart. If anyone gives, let them not give from compulsion, because the Lord loves a cheerful giver. You see, what matters to God is not so much what we do, but the way and manner in which we do it. Tell your neighbor, what matters most to God is not what I do, but the way and manner in which I do it. What we give may attract man's attention, but how we give attracts God's attention. Whose attention would you rather attract? There are many who give only to be seen, who walk to be noticed, who do things for appearance sake. If your relationship with God is proper, it will produce a proper atmosphere. But if the atmosphere of the fruit of the Spirit, of a contented life, have not been produced in your life, it means your relationship is not the salvation of your soul. It could be classic reasons. It could be selfish reasons. It could be material reasons behind your giving. Many of us, it is not that we don't have possessions. It is not that we don't have wealth. It is not that we are not blessed. But upon all your possessions, you could not realize peace, comfort, and fulfillment because the way and manner in which you are giving those things is not pleasing to God. God loves a cheerful giver. It is the way and manner we give things that determines our reward from God. Everything you are going through in life right now is a reward. You are either rewarded for your righteousness or rewarded for your sin. You are rewarded for your genuineness 
or otherwise. Examine the reward of your current season. Measure your life by your love to God and your love to others. Your success, your happiness depend upon your willingness to help others solve their problems. Tell your neighbor, my success, my willingness, and my happiness depend on my willingness to solve other people's problems. And when you want to give, don't wait to hear thank you before giving. Don't wait to be appreciated. Don't expect anything back from the person you are giving to. Because the Bible says that when you are giving even to the ungrateful, it is more pleasant to God, for then you have God as your paymaster, God as your rewarder, and God and great is your reward in heaven. But when you expect to receive a reward from men, you have your reward already. Remember, what we give can attract man's attention. How we give will attract God's attention. Attract God's attention to your life by looking into your love walk. Let us turn now to an example in the Bible. The book of Mark Chapter 12, verse 41 to 44. This is the story of the widow's might. Jesus sat down opposite the treasury, where people came to bring their offerings as he watched as they came and went. Many rich people threw in large sums of money, but a poor widow came and put in only two small coins worth only a fraction of a cent. Jesus, calling his disciples together, said, Truly, this widow has given a greater gift than any other contributions. All the others gave a little out of their great abundance, but this poor woman has given God everything she has. Hallelujah. The account of the widow's might is an excellent example of sacrificial giving. Loving without expectation earns us the love of our Heavenly Father. When you look at her example, you will understand that our offerings of convenience are not sacrificial. Therefore, many a times, they are not acceptable or pleasing to God. However, when you give out what you cherish, when you give out what your life depends on, if that is your aim in giving, even though you may only give out a little, Jesus is honored by your little works of charity. If only they are done in a proper attitude. Look at her example and understand that nothing is too small to share with others. Your gift might not be needed by everybody, 
But God has arranged it that there is someone, somewhere, waiting for what you have already. You already possess it. It's already in your hands. It could be your smile. It could be your love, your time, your effort, your word of encouragement, your listening ear. It could be your ability. It could be your understanding. It could be your talent. What is it that God has given you? Because He has given you something. No one was born without a gift. And that gift is what God will use to bless others through you. You are blessed to bless others, but because you are not blessing others with your gift, it is not increasing. It is not meeting your needs, and it is not satisfying you. If we say we are Christians, all our aspirations concerns and hearts desires must be subject to the gospel by works of love knowing that we lose nothing by doing that which pleases God if you are in the business of giving I mean sowing into other people's lives God himself the dispenser of all good will give you an abundance of prosperity not only that you may enjoy sufficiency but that you may abound in good works in conclusion the beauty of life does not depend on how happy you are but on how happy other people can be because of you how many people are happy because of your life how many lives are you capable of changing how many lives have you changed this is what matters to Jesus. So please, don't join the category of those who deny others the little they have and in turn are denied their destiny. Ask God to rekindle your senses from above that you may know what it is you have to give and who it is you have to give it to. The way and manner you handle the little possessions given to you will determine whether God will promote you this year. And I say congratulations by faith. Right now, if you would rise up on your feet with me, and let us pray this prayer together. Lord Jesus Christ, enkindle my senses from on high. Let me know what I have to give and who I have to give it to fill my heart with the fire of your love oh Lord Jesus I know you love me even though I don't deserve it oh Lord Jesus come in your love and restore me I lay myself in your arms I lay myself in your arms. I trust your will for my life. Let your will be done. In Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, draw me into a closer relationship with you. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for your time. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. In Jesus' name. May God bless his word. Thank you.